we're back. Oh my god, Lotus. Yeah, and we, um, our last episode was about two women in Teddy Roosevelt's life, uh, Alice and Alice. Yeah. This episode. Do you realize we never introduce ourselves? Oh, really? <laughs> Do you think they know our voices? <laughs> I don't know why that just hit me. Oh my god, that's so funny. I guess. I mean, they have to know it's two different people. Yeah. I think we have different kinds of voices. I don't know, though, because I listen to podcasts with women, and I'm sort of like, wait a second, who is talking? Who's who? Yeah. Well, I'm Claire, and that's Elise. Elise. Okay, I just talked over (laughs) you. I'm Elise, and this is the Flow Just Forever. It is. This is the rounding out of our trilogy, Elise. How do you feel? It is a trilogy. I feel honored. I feel blessed. Uh, <laughs> grateful that the Roosevelt's exist. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, Ken Burns, eat your heart out. Because oh, <laughs> you got two competitor words. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I have written, uh, read a lot about FDR. I don't didn't know much about Teddy. So um, obviously, Eleanor, you know that side of the Roosevelt's yes. and the more modern ones. Um, so it was really fun to go to Sagamore Hill. Yeah, to see to meet Tom. Yeah. Um, learn about Alice. Learn about Alice. Learn about other Alice. Alice. Yeah. <laughs> um, as we know, uh, I really, really love Alice. Um, Justice for Bammy. Learn about Justice Aunt Bammy. Justice for Bammy. <laughs> love Aunt Bammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really fun to learn about these women and Edith. And now I decided I want to name my kid Edith and name and call her Edie because I think that's adorable. So cute. And we did just figure out that Edie Falco will be playing Hillary Clinton <gasps> yes. in the new um, – Impeachment. Impeachment, Monica Lewinsky American, story. What, so, what American called? Horror Story? American Crime Story? Crime Story. Oof, I can't wait. Interesting that they kept the crime. I mean, I guess it's sort of crime. It is. Well, he lied under oath. That was the whole Oh, yeah, lie. I guess that's the crime. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm really excited about that. Um, on a little note about that, there was a great, I think Vanity Fair, um, Monica Lewinsky and Dini Feldstein did a great oh my God, uh, I have to watch that. interview together. Um and yeah, and Monica, it was just Monica Lewinsky is an executive producer on the show. So yes. they were she was talking about how it was to, you know, watch the trauma that she, you know, was inflicted on her, watch it come to life through Beanie. Yeah. And Beanie had her as a resource. Like when she would watch the the uh, callbacks or the day whatever they call them, the playbacks for the day, uh, she was with her therapist because it was so traumatized and she oh rewatched these gosh. things. But wow. You know, so um yeah, it was just a really interesting article. Well, so I'm excited I, to watch it because I know she's involved in it. Yeah, and, and I highly recommend watching the Clinton Affair before you well, not into before, who doesn't matter, but I have a feeling um that well, I, I'm hopeful that they'll do, like, a very similar structured thing because yeah. The Clinton Affair is this A&E documentary. It's, like, six parts, and it goes really deeply into what was going on politically at the time, yeah. what was going on interpersonally with the Clintons, and then, of course, Monica's entire yeah. story. And it's the first time that she, since the event um, in, you know, since 1997, really had sat down and talked about it. So she's she basically narrates the whole thing. Oh, it's, that um, was my question. It's was amazing. She involved in that? Oh, yeah, she's... Yeah, I mean, it's I amazing. don't really know... I, I mean, we were so young when it happened. Yeah. And, like, I know, obviously, the story, but I wasn't so, like, in tune that I was, like, outraged and all this stuff but as an adult woman 
And then, like, seeing the trajectory of Monica Lewinsky is really interesting. So I'm glad that she's getting to tell her. Well, yeah, there's also that um, John Ronson book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Yeah, she's in that, She's in that, too. Yeah, so she talks. So her, yeah, I'm I'm really fascinated by her. She does great work with, like, an anti-bullying campaign. Mm -hmm. And she's an awesome writer. Yeah, she's she's such a good writer. She writes pieces for Vanity Fair. So that interview must be in Vanity Fair. Yeah. Um, I think she does, like, op-eds for them. And, yeah, I just didn't realize she was such a good writer like I didn't really know yeah, what she she's, her life yeah but. no she's super uh yeah I think she's super accomplished and and the way that she talks in the Clinton affair is like so measured and focused yeah. and smart and like she it, it like she at no point places blame on anyone she is yeah, not she she still she doesn't have it doesn't seem like she has um built up anger or resentment you know yeah. like she just is so it's it's, it's crazy yeah amazing. anyway that's that. Um, today we're talking about <laughs> we Edith, though. We're talking about Edith. Edith. who did not have an affair. Yeah, yeah. Edith, um, Edith Kermit Caro Roosevelt. Um, she's a Leo, um, and she's born at the end of July, July 29th, I believe. No, 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 that would make her. No, she, no, she is born that August was 6th. August 6th. July 29th was Alice. Yeah. So TR does have a type. He likes a Leo. Yeah, Love she's that. born in Norwich, Connecticut. Yes, so her grandfather was a Union soldier, mm-hmm. um, but her family is pretty well-to-do, um, so much so that they uh, move into a big brownstone in Union Square at a point. And it's there yeah. in that she becomes, um, she's kind of like neighborhood buddies with um, T- uh, TR's sister Corinne. Yeah, she's yeah. best friends with Corinne. That's TR's younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they live near each other, kind of in the Union Square area, and they are tutored together all at one point. The yeah. cousin, uh, not the cousin, sorry, the Roosevelts, and then I guess the Caro children. Or yeah, Kermit, whatever their last name is. Caro, yeah. Caro. God, there's like 19 names of these people. I know. <laughs> um, oh my God, Caro reminds me of Harry Potter. Anyway, um, she they're they're tutored together at one point. Yes. Um, and before she goes on to her, uh, you know, official finishing school, but. Um, so yeah, they, uh, there's rumors of a, a teenage romance. Yes. So this is like your romance that you had with your like hometown boy, <gasps> so you know what romantic. I mean? Like so cute. And yeah. And I think that they, you know, like whatever, like they were in school together. They were just like in the crew. It's kind yeah. of funny to think about it being in like Union Square, but like, okay, live your life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, something happens. We don't know what happens. The fight. Oh my god, yes. Apparently There's a fight at what point. In their teenage year, they're in high school. They they're dating, I guess, or whatever courting, whatever they call it. And yeah, they get in a a fight. Here's what I think it was about. Here's what I think it was about. T R was like I'm going to Harvard. And she's yeah. like, okay, well, then we should break up. He's like, but I really don't want to. And she's like, yeah, but I think that we should because, like, I don't want to do long distance. Yeah. And he basically is like, well, I want an open relationship while I'm at Harvard. And she's like, no, That's I'm not really standing <laughs> for that. No, no, no. This never happened to me. This is just – but this is, like, the story, like, of everyone whose yeah. boyfriend leaves to uh-huh. go to college. Like, this happened to my friends, like, all my friends. Wait, and then she couldn't go because she's a woman. Right. She couldn't go because she's a woman and – um whatever so then they break up and he goes to harvard who yeah. does he meet at harvard though at least but I, edith then listens to the olivia rodrigo album right on repeat and so she's, she's like sad. oh my god live your life your little life like i'm yeah. in union square and it's like okay honestly like do you know that song harvard by um diet sig no it's so good oh i'll listen to it 
Uh, yeah, you really do. Okay. But is it about a breakup? It's about a breakup, and it's about a boy moving to go to Harvard. <gasps> oh my God. And she it's goes, and the the last Tiara. line is, um, fuck your Ivy League sweater. And she just says that over and over again. I know. I so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cause she and she talks about how cold it is. <laughs> Boston's terrible. Like, I know. I'm not going. As there. a New Yorker, I have to say I hate Boston. That's right. So I just want that to be clear. <laughs> to be um, really, really clear. Yeah, but so yeah, when Tr goes to Harvard, as we learned last episode, mm-hmm. he meets and falls in love with. Alice. Alice. White who's, Alice, not daughter Alice. Who's good obviously. vibes only. Good vibes only, and that yeah. TR leans into a good he vibes only. He loves good vibes only. So, to catch us up, Alice and TR, good vibes only. Edith. Mixed Olivia vibes. Rodrigo vibes oh, only. Oh, yeah, Olivia. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like Elliot Smith, like, like these, I'm trying to think of like some other, like. Yeah, oh, like, she is listening to Taylor Swift read oh, on repeat. yeah, she, this is like, well, yeah. No. Ten yes, minute like version. Ten minute she version. literally wrote the ten minute version. Honestly, Tay, pro. She's she plagiarized. Everyone check it out. Yeah, November seventh or nineteenth, whatever is coming out. Um, yeah, yeah whatever so, it's coming out. It's like tattooed on your arm. Please don't act like that. I'm to say I'm excited. I like I can't even talk about because we'll, I'll spend the rest of my. You're gonna time. have to take the day off for work for sure. For P- PTO. PTO for PTSD. Anyway, um, yeah. So she. Uh, so yeah, TR's, yeah. TR and Alice are in love. They get married. Edith attends the wedding because she is a good family friend. But, like, that is so awkward. She attends yes. the wedding. There's she's... a Taylor Swift song about that. Speak yeah. it now. <laughs> she ruins the wedding in that song. <laughs> Just say it. Um, Edith has well, good mixed vibes. Like, I'm into Edith. Can you imagine no. going to your, your first love's wedding to this woman, Alice, I mean, and then who would? Well, it's one thing to be like your first love because I feel like you know you can have you can be friends with your exes, like you can be friends with your exes. It's possible, but I just feel like if it's the person that it's like it's it's like that was your rebound, and now you're getting married to it. Like, no, I don't want to be at that wedding. I don't want to be at that wedding. Like, I'm upset by that. So she goes to the wedding. I can't even imagine. He Tr was probably staring at her the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And you know there was a dead silence when it was like, does anyone? object to this, whatever they say. Yeah, and she, like, accidentally drops the lipstick. You know, She's everyone like, oh, held their breath. <laughs> yeah, and they all, like, quickly looked at Edie. And they they were probably just, like, just skipped over that line, because they, like, knew it would be too controversial. Yeah, yeah like, and Edie's just sat there, like, sweating. Stop. <sighs> I know, I feel... I have mixed feelings about Edie, but, like, wow, I just, like, feel for her in that moment. No, that moment time. would have been, like, so crazy. So, anyway, um, really sadly, um, they... Uh, uh, Alice dies a few years later, um... And Edith, you know, she is around to pick up the pieces of TR. Now, TR is like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be a part of any of this. He's like too upset. It's too sad. And so Alice is like, or not Alice. So Edith is like, okay, TR, like live your best life out west. But like, I am here. I'm here if you need me. We've all seen that. We've oh all seen she that. She was just there to it's pick like, up the pieces. Pick up the tattered pieces of TR. They're yeah. laying strewn about on Union Square. <laughs> so poetic. So, so sad. Honestly, that is one of her songs this year. <laughs> no, literally. So, um, yeah. So, then TR goes out west. Aunt Bammy is raising Alice back home. Justice because for Yeah, justice for Bammy. Um, we love you, Alice. And when TR comes back, he reconnects with Edith. Yeah, his I mean, neighborhood love. It's it's not surprising. No. I think he went. To, honestly, he loved Edie, but they, you know, they. He was sad when they broke up. I think. Yeah, when they, she, she didn't want it to be an open. 
exactly. relationship at Harvard. <laughs> well, we were just, like, really editorialized with their relationship. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, he obviously loved her. They yeah. rekindled their romance, That's which right. I think is so romantic. No, it is. Um, and, yeah, they get engaged pretty quickly after, oh, I mean, two years after um, Alice died, but... It was kind of secret, so no one knew they rekindled and that they were dating. Yeah, so and it was yeah, and it was a um, little scandalous because Teddy was really close with all his sisters, yeah. and so and the sisters were definitely heartbroken, <laughs> not only because Alice died, the wife, but also because their mother had died, like in the same like basically in the same day, not basically on the same day, and so um, when uh, when Teddy decides to date Edith, yeah. He doesn't really tell them that they're dating, and he just puts yeah. an ad in the New York Times saying that they're engaged. <laughs> Boss move, love that. Which is like an insane yeah, way to find out that your brother is engaged. Right, so the sisters are pissed. At one point, the, I forget which sister it is, not Corinne, there's another one whose name I forget, um, writes to the New York Times and is like, oh, you have to retract that, that must be a mistake. Because yeah. she was like, oh, egg on your face, you don't know what your brother's doing. That's so rough. So, yeah, and... I have to imagine Corinne is a little peeved because her and Edie were best friends and like you're secretly dating the brother again and you're like not saying yeah. anything. Yeah, and listen, up. it is a little quick. I think we can admit. Yeah, I, I mean, think it feels I, a little quick. I think it's been. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, who? Uh, I mean, it's who knows? so hard. I've never who knows? Been a widow. Who knows? Yeah, I know. But, I know. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Either well, way, it's being interpreted as a little quick. Yeah, I think. quick or not. Tell your sisters. Tell your fam. You know? So true. Like, that's so, so true. Up. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah. they get married in 1885. In London. In London. So that's right. Yeah. Um, they go on to have five children. So they have Teddy, Kermit, Ethel, Archie, and Quentin. And then, of course, they're also raising Alice, who is absolutely batshit. Yeah, so Alice at this point was with Justice for Aunt Amy. Yeah. And um, when they marry, Edith is like, hey. Uh, TR. TR. Yeah. And then TR. Um, I want to take care of Alice as my own. Yeah. I know she's my stepdaughter, but I want to love her mm-hmm. and take care of her. Um, and, of course, Aunt Amy's like, yeah, sure. What am I going to say? No. Um, go live yeah. with your father. You know, you need stability. So yeah. um, Alice goes and lives with them at... Uh, which is now known as Sagamore Hill. Not they, Lee Holmes. Don't forget they changed the name. Um, and yeah, and this is when, you know, not I, I'm not right off the bat, but, you know, the tension between Alice and Edie uh, percolates. Yes, I mean, being a stepmother is no easy task. Not oh, that I know God, from no. experience, but I do have, like, you know, it, it's, it's just got to be really tricky. And Alice yeah. does not make it easy. It's not like Alice is some, like, chill kind of, like, yeah. wallflower. We know. Yeah, yeah. We know. In 1888, TR um, becomes the U.S. Civil Service Commissioner. Mm-hmm. So now they're spending their time between New York and D.C. That's he's right. Spending, uh, you know, his time in D.C. Yeah. And then he wants to run for mayor in uh, 1894 of New York. And Edie squashes that because she likes D.C. and mm. Sagamore Hill. So she's like, I kind of want to chill out in D.C. a little yes. bit longer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but TR ignores her. And then he just becomes <laughs> New York Police Commissioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they move to, this is when they live in their townhouse in NYC. Yes, 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 yes. So he's, they're, they're in the townhouse, and then at a point he's the assistant, assistant secretary of war? Of the Navy. Of the Navy, in sorry, sorry, sorry. And then he's 
back in D.C. So yes. they were just bouncing up and yes. down the East Coast. And, yeah, and then he becomes governor, which this is like, honestly, this is like New York high life. Like, he's governor. Yeah. She moves to the governor's mansion. She immediately makes some changes. She tries to modernize it. She wants, like, electricity, plumbing, all these updates. It up. She As really Claire does jazz said it off pod. Governor Kathy Hochul. How do you feel about it? <laughs> How do you feel? Shout out to our new female governor of New York. This is, it's very exciting. So she, um, yeah, so she kind of gets, you know, just modernizes it. What A trend that you'll see is that the there is no house that can really contain the Roosevelt crew. There is <laughs> yeah. no sort of living structure that can kind of contain these yeah. people. They're always outgrowing their houses. They, they have like a million pets. They're a family of people who like can't sit down, have Hobby queens and kings, like, right. are just like, and they're a family of seven, yes. But then there's the cousins, never forget, there's always cousins, always cousins. At least <laughs> so it's so, so good because them. Teddy is like the fave uncle, and so everyone's like, Point Oh my god, I want to like hang, right? Yeah. I want to hang with this crew, yeah. So there's like endless people all the time, and so when she gets to the governor's mansion, she's like, This is crazy, it's way too small. So she makes it bigger, she modernizes yeah. all these things, um. And this is also when she starts, like, an, uh, she thought, she was also, like, thrust into public life in a way that she wasn't before, because she's now the First Lady of New York, mm-hmm. um, which, like, Sandra Lee, what do you think about that? Um, oh, my God, and- Sandra Lee. <laughs> um, side note on that, Sandra Lee is now engaged to, like, some haughty European man. Really? And, like, the day after Cuomo Stop. resigned and, like, gave his weird speech, she was photographed, like, making out with him, and I think they're engaged, <gasps> and it was just, like... The best subtweet <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like, you go, Sandra Lee. My favorite, your, like, Sandra Lee is ridiculous. Sandra Lee is like, want to make a pizza? Pick up the phone. Bye. Call your local <laughs> yeah. pizza shop. Like, You're like, wait, what? You're like, I thought you were making a pizza. What and also, did it? you just order a pizza? Yeah. From the, like, yeah. that's like how she did. Homemade is like DiGiorno. Yeah, yeah we're like, like, wait. <laughs> you unbox it and put it in the oven. Like, crazy time for a cocktail. <laughs> Anyway, so she was a first lady of New York, so yeah. she might know a thing or two. But, but Edith, yeah. um, when she's modernizing the governor's house, she's also, like, getting in the mix of the political world. So she's 100%. like, a local women's club. Yeah. I tried to find out what that meant. Could be a <laughs> it doesn't club. matter. But she's, like, getting in the mix of it and being yeah. a public face and then she's typically comfortable with. So totally. I Leaning into what she now is, you know, this is going to be their life. This she is her life. like, I need every job <laughs> in the government before I die. It's like what he's going for. It is. And this is. Like, chill she, out. <laughs> she also starts to, something that would become, um, in, like, her way of greeting people um, is she was, yep. she didn't like shaking people's hands. She thought that that was odd. And, like, you know, honestly, like, good for her. I mean, like, way to see, see into, into the, the future. future. I know. Like, she literally. Everyone, stop. We don't have to shake hands anymore. I know. After COVID-19, don't you dare fucking give me your hand when you say hello to me. I know. So she, instead, she would hold a bouquet of flowers in Love each it. hand and bow her head when she would greet someone. I cannot wait to do that. Wait, <laughs> I'm just going to, like, walk around with the two bouquets. Hello. <laughs> I just think it's so silly. Like, it's I so, often it's so dramatic. Will, I know. I will cut flowers sometimes from the garden and, like, then walk home with them. And, I and like, people think it's odd. I, I can tell that yeah. they think it's odd that I have a bouquet of flowers in one hand. Like, if you were greeted by someone <laughs> with two, like, it's, like, pull a queen. Elizabeth and just put on gloves. Like yeah. what? Like what's wrong? Carry like, a little handbag, like all the royal family has yes, to. So exactly. They don't have to shake hands. Anyway, so she didn't like shaking hands with people. But you're right. I think that she is trying to create strategies to be in the public eye because yeah. this is her life now. You know? Yeah. You. She's figuring it out the best she can. I that's like right. That. That's right. That's right. 1901. <gasps> okay. So Alice Roosevelt's favorite event. <laughs> Alice yeah. Roosevelt. So yeah, let's not forget, before she's first lady, she's second lady. That's right. Because TR is oh, yeah. VP in 1900. Yes. 
So yes. they're they're get back and forth from New York to DC again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Tiara was doing as VP, but you know VP stuff. He was in New York a lot though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean VP. Let's be honest. Some of them are phoning it. it. Okay? I mean, it's just practice. Yeah, he was just getting ready. Little did we know. Um. Uh, Alice's favorite event was gonna happen. Yeah. The World's Fair in Buffalo. <laughs> Boom. McKinley shot. Easiest assassination that ever happened because no security. And they also, like, thought that he was going to recover. So there was not this, like, mass hysteria to, like, get to, yes. you know, so it's like, TR it's not like a Garfield-Lincoln situation. Yeah, TR is, I think, in Sangamore Hill when yeah. it happens. And he's, like, kind of loosey-goosey getting down to D.C., like, not a big deal. And they're like, oh, he's going to be fine. And they're like, oh, no, next day, his blood is poisoned. <laughs> like, you have to come to D.C. You're actually president. <laughs> I mean, that's, what a tizzy. No, so that's a like, real week. That week, the kids, I know. Like, oh my, we have to move eight people and all the cousins. And the snakes <laughs> and the goats. Oh, and the Alice is like, Emily, Emily Spinach. Like, let's go. Yeah, so it's it's a it's true chaos. chaos. Yeah. So now they have to get into um, the yeah. White House. Her first thought. How do we fit this large family? She's like, I can't believe, because, like, I can't believe it. Because, honestly, think about, like, we haven't had, at the time, TR was the youngest person to be president. Yeah. Yeah. He was 42 years old when he was sworn in. it's kind of funny. It's the Roosevelt and then the Kennedys. Like a well, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I know, because it's like, like these political families. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so he's 42. He gets elected, or he's not elected. He becomes president. And... Because I guess, like, what we are used to seeing is, like, we have some families, but a lot of the times these people are, like, grandparents or, like, you know, or, like, yeah, you know like, what I mean? I like, mean, technically it's... now there's a big family in the White House with all Biden's grandkids, but they're not living there full time. Yes. These, these kids have to be with their parents. No, I know. <laughs> and also, like, I think they were used to a type of lifestyle. Like, let's not forget that, like, these are some rich kids. Like, yeah. they're used to having their own bedroom. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, other kids before this, like, maybe they share a bedroom. And, oh, yeah. you know, Ethel gets there, or, yeah, sorry, Edith gets there and is like, no, 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 we don't share bedrooms in this house because yeah. there's like it's too much too energy many. can you imagine like tiny teddy roosevelt's running around i mean i'd be so overwhelmed oh actually God. that's my job okay never mind yeah um, <laughs> you live in sagamore you work in sagamore hill like essentially like sagamore hill 1900 okay so um anyway she gets there but at least like what what's in the white house she because she wants to remodel but like first I thing mean, you have to do in remodel is like clean it out to no one's surprise to no one's surprise it's infested with rats <laughs> What come. is happening? It's, mean, it's a rat house. Like. I have to assume. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Biopic. Um, Honestly, biopic. Photos <laughs> up Ratatouille. Yeah. I have to assume that there is just an infestation of rodents in the house. No matter who is president. It has yeah. nothing to do with the upkeep, yeah. the chaos in the house. I mean, yeah. I'm going to assume yeah. that when Dr. Jill Biden moved into the White House, she laid some rat traps down. She had to. Because this is... I mean, we've spoken this about this a dozen times. This like, is too much. I actually can't breathe. This is too much. There are so it's, many rats. There are in the so White many House. rats. There are so, so many surprise, rats. surprise! She had to get rid of rats before she remodeled. Yeah. <laughs> so she and it's like and it's actually work is never done. No, it's <laughs> it's actually so like so she gets in, but we know from um, a few of our other ladies that like you can't just like hold a party right away when you're like getting in there after an assassination. Oh, yeah, they got like, more once again. So it takes about a year for them to feel like they can hold parties, and like good on her, she did have a lot that she wanted to do to this house. I mean, because she was, thank God she had to wait a year because I no, mean, they literally, had to get rid of the rats. they had to get rid of the rats, and, and then she's also really pissed too that it's like a Victorian era vibe. Like there's she still can't a lot of clutter. Yeah. I, know, I know. She's like, let's make this colonial. Which yeah. I don't really know what that means but she's like 
kind of taking some shit off the wall, you know? But it's, like, so funny because I guess, like, I guess that, well, yeah, when I think about Edith's room, like, at Sagamore Hill, it was, like, less than. Yeah. TR's vibe. Yeah. Why don't we go into the White House? Oh, my God, Elise. Can you tour it yet? It must be so close. I assume it's Okay, away. we have so much we to do. We have research to do. Anyway, I really want to go inside. I know we, we have can't, to like, see where Biden is, but, like, I need to see what they let us We ha- have to get on the second floor somehow. We have so much to do. Maybe if we just ask the security guard kindly. If you have a contact at the White House, please reach please out. We are respectful, out. good guests. I will bring baked goods. Yes. Elise will ask really good questions. Like, we are good We guests. just need to figure it out. But... Um, yeah, also, so we she, should bring steel wool. Like, I really feel like they need to, like, like I hole up these. I bring <laughs> rat traps. I yeah. bring, I don't know, things rats don't like to right. get rid of them. Right, right, right. Humane rat traps. Yeah, we'll bring our very own Emily Spinach. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God, that's probably what, like, did it. Yeah. She was feeding all the rats. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, rumor was spreaded. Alice <laughs> let the rats go. Like, those were animals or food. It was, like, mice food for the, her For snake. Emily Spinach. And yeah. she was causing chaos, and she left them out of the game. Stop. That's what happened. That's what happened. That is what happened. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. Edith she gets to, in like, there. revamp this. Yeah. She's taking shit off the wall. She's, like, um... Putting up smaller chandeliers. She's yes. just, like, trying to modernize And it, she I makes think, the, the she, like, doubles the size of the East Room, which is, like, yeah, the living quarters. Because what she really didn't like about the White House is that the working quarters um, were so close to the living quarters. And I think yeah. it, this goes back, I mean, if you listen to our Sagmore Hill episode, like, Edith, like, her favorite spot in Sagmore Hill was, like, a hidden balcony. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she just really <laughs> yeah. didn't want people. She wanted, she was okay with, like, a big party, but she didn't want to be on display when she wasn't ready to be on display. Yeah, I mean, it sounds common sense now, but, like, yeah, the first family should have a residence portion of the house mm-hmm. and then the working portion. Right. It's for just her, bizarre that the president works and lives at the same spot. It's so but for the family, they're not the president. No. So they need their privacy. Yeah. So, so I think she that wanted was really to like she exactly. She wanted to expand and make sure that everybody had their own bedroom. I'm just saying that I don't actually know if that's true, but I'm assuming. Yeah. And then also make it bigger and more separate. Yeah. I also want to say that she um created my dream job. Yes, I know. Um she hired the first social secretary yes. of Administrations. That yes. is now a position in the White House, which is my dream. So again, contact want me now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Her name was Isabel Hagner, and what this? Why posi- did she come in? Claire, why did Bell first come in? Oh, okay, 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 okay. So the first reason that she came in was because they hired her because Alice, they were trying to hold a coming out party for Alice, which is like what rich people do when their kids turn 16 or 17 or whatever. It's a debutante ball. And you you like present your daughter to, to society. And basically... Uh, Edith was like too overwhelmed by the move and the revamping and decoration yeah. that she's like, I need someone to help me throw this party. Now, this party never happened because Alice was like too unhinged. Alice was yes. never presented, really. She just um, is it, but they just like now they have this social secretary. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I guess you work for us now. Like, even yeah. though that one party didn't work and like you didn't. We could just do other things. We could just do other parties. things. Yeah. So she, but this woman was essentially like Edith's assistant. And yeah. um, she was able to help her in her daily things. She gets half a million dollars from Congress to do all of her renovations That's on the amazing. White House. Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Um, this woman, the social secretary, also helped them release like these official photos. So once again, we're in yes. that era where these, yes, you know, they're baby McKee you know, style shots. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they're really 
uh, careful of what photos are released, and it's not like all these unauthorized shit. It's probably Alice being a lunatic, so you know, it's, yeah. they're controlling it. I yeah. truly believe this is all to control Alice. No, it really is. She's so out of control. Yeah. If you didn't listen to our Alice episode, you really, you have to listen. It's, it's so it's, fun. It's, you have to go And it's, it's, it's just very informative of what's going on. Yeah. So eventually, um, Edith and TR do hold parties, and Edith, yeah. um, she decides that she and this is like honestly so tr in this way she's like i'm gonna hold a party but it has to be the best party and i don't want it to be upstaged by anyone else's parties because once she gets once she gets the hint that like other cabinet members uh wives are hosting parties she's like oh no 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 my party's gonna be bad i'm gonna do this so again her and her social secretary they hold parties and edith is sure to make them the best and the most elaborate and just the most like i mean i think that they were probably super tasteful like if you've ever been to like a super nice barn wedding do you know what i mean like i bet you that's what it was yeah so many yeah so there was um not rumors but they had a lot of um you know washington society on the guest list that had to be elite all the time as you know, historians went through this list. They do realize there's not a lot of Jews or blacks at the house. Oh, interesting. Okay. So they're not saying that she was racist, but I think she was a little more. So at this point, we know T.R. Um, he in the past has spoken about um, rights for African Americans, Native um, Americans, Native Americans. Yeah. So yeah, he. I mean, rights. I don't want to say they're. Yes, yeah. I don't want to say they're. Um, you know, equal rights for but they're not. Um, like. They don't believe in slavery. They're not like that. Yes. They're not, but she, they're, they're like walking the fine line of bigotry here. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. they're not encouraging slavery, but they're also not like being friends with Jews and blacks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Take that for what it is. Yes. There's not much more information from what I read on that. Um, and we'll get into a little bit of that because well, Booker T. Washington does say, come yeah. to the so White later, House. Um, oh, actually, in the beginning of his presidency, yeah. in 1901, they invite. Uh, Booker T. Washington, which obviously is a popular character, or man he was a, yeah, he was a black educator, and yeah. he did a lot for the the you know uh, black movement at the time, spe- yeah. specifically with education, though. Yeah, so they invite him to dinner at the White House, and up until this point. Um, black people have been invited to that White House, but they never sat down with the president and had a formal dinner. So yeah. this is one of the first times that happened. So it was kind of a big deal. It became like a sensation in the press. And um, the Southern folks freak out mm-hmm. and they like, you know, put death threats out for TR because of this stuff. So yeah. And later again, on, Edith, this line. and later on, and so I guess also um, there is uh, these cartoonists that would be at the White House. This is actually a pretty common thing. I have... Um, from my, my, I have people in my family who would host these really big parties back in like the twenties and stuff. Yeah. And cartoonists would be at the party. So instead of a camera, because you couldn't have a camera yeah. always around, you would have like cartoonists at your house, and they would like so draw silly. parties. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, draw. and I guess um, there was a cartoonist that drew was drawing pictures of Booker T. Washington and the family, and they were horribly racist cartoons. I was going to say this is not going to be good. And Tr and Edith don't say anything about them. So the cartoons come out, and nobody says, like, hey, that was really bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, they just kind of are like, oh, yeah, that's what it looked like. And it's like, no, this it was horrible. So, yeah. it, like Elise said, it's like, we, you know, there's – and, again, um, I think Teddy, you know, he sort of was always – you know, trying to fight every cause in a weird way, so you kind of couldn't put 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 you couldn't pin him down as being anti much. But you're right; yeah. there's definitely moments where um, they're definitely trying to fit into this like upper echelon white yeah. community. I know, and I I have to assume, or not, I don't have to assume. Um, but I I wonder if it's like 
just being products of their time. They're in this like transitional period. Like even with the women's movement at this point, she is, again, we know that Edie's like a little bit more conservative mm -hmm. than uh, TR and, and Alice and stuff. But um, when the 19th Amendment eventually does pass, yes, TR's not president, but um, she was never a fan and like, oh, let's promote it. And like, she wasn't fighting for the right to vote. But once it happened, she was like, okay, well, I guess this is inevitable. We're going to vote. So like, let's educate women and get them ready to vote for the Republicans, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she just kind of like, well, this is the way it is. And like, we're not supposed to really, you know, say anything about racist cartoons or political cartoons that are coming out. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. But we do want to hang out with Booker T. Washington. So like... Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I just don't think that she was out to make waves in the way that some of these other women were and did, no, you know, and not. so I think that if whatever was going to keep things, like, calm and relaxed and low-key, she was going to do. Yeah. Um. So, she did, Edith and TR, like, as busy as both of them were, um, they would meet every single day from 8 to 9, yeah. which is kind of sweet, and just kind of, like, have a moment, have a coffee, um, take a sec. Uh, one of Edith's, um, most, like, influential moments is when she, uh, basically, like, handles the Russian-Japanese conflict, <laughs> yeah. which is insane. She helps, like, broker that deal. Yeah, so there's this guy called Cecil, and he is a British ambassador, and he mm -hmm. comes to the White House, and basically, Teddy Roosevelt wines and dines him, and it's not Teddy Roosevelt, it's Edith who's whining and dining him. I think they just got Cecil really wasted, and we're like, hey, can you just end <laughs> this Russian-Japanese thing? And Yo, so he basically but... does, but he's an ambassador, like, for, like, for, uh, he's British, but maybe he's, like, for the U.S. I don't really get it, but regardless... That's the, what Teddy Roosevelt ends win, ends up winning. That like being able to break up the Russian Japanese conflict ends up getting Teddy Roosevelt the Nobel Peace Prize in nineteen oh six. So, so thank you, Edith. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was kind of um, she again leaned into her role, I guess, just because of where she was yes. at in life. Um, TR is famous for not reading newspapers and like keeping That's up with right. the, the news. So she would frequently read the news. She read up to four papers a day mm -hmm. and she would cut out little stories that she thought TR should be aware of. That's right. Which, like, yeah. thank God because no, maybe literally. the president should, I don't know, pick up a paper. <laughs> I'm a little concerned in TR. I know you want to like oh, taxidermy your birds or whatever. I know. Like, I don't know, maybe pick up the New York Times. Just maybe. Just that. Or the Washington Post. Like, like anything, or really. Post. Yeah, do yeah, you, whatever you well, gotta do. Pick a paper. I yeah, don't care. Yeah, just one. Right, right, so right. I'm, Thankful for Edith. Yeah, even like arts like, and leisure section. That's great. It's a great yeah. section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she really took, you know, she took care of him. There's a story in our uh, little resource book here that in 1905, when uh, a consumer protection law passed, so leading up to this point, there's no FDA. Fun fact, which yeah. is FDA is constantly in the news these days with yeah. uh, vaccines. Uh, there was no such thing as the FDA, but he um, signed it into a law that Teddy the, did. Yeah, a yeah, consumer yeah. protection agency, I guess. Um, Which, thank goodness, because everyone's dying of diseases. I mean, thank God. <laughs> well, the reason why this first law passed and what the chaos happened was because um, when folks were preserving food, they were using sometimes poison, like formaldehyde, <laughs> to preserve yeah, food while they were shipping it. Because let's remember, we're post... We didn't really talk about this in the past presence. We're post-industrial revolution at this point. Yes, that's so right. So there's a lot of trading going on. There's a lot of manufacturing going on. U.S. is a power uh, economy at this point. We're yes. number one in the world. Like, you know, um, TR is really leaning into his uh, new uh, big stick policy, mm -hmm. foreign policy. So, like, U.S. is really, they're a powerhouse. They're staking the claim. We're keeping right. it. Right, right. So... 
but we can't, we're, you know, preserving our food in really poor way. So <laughs> just super long passive. For some reason, people freak out, which I would be shocked by that, but... Now we're not. What's going right, on, right, right. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are like, no, give me my formaldehyde tomatoes. You know, right, right, right. Want it. <laughs> They're like, okay, whatever. So there's drama going on, and Edith, Edith is like always concerned about security for TR and just their family. Yeah. Rightfully. So. Obviously. Thank goodness. Yeah. So she takes them to like all this off the grid place in Virginia. Yeah, Pine Knot. Pine Knot. Yeah. Um, just to take care of TR and make sure he could like work and be safe or whatever. So I just think she like. She's very aware of what's going on. Yes. And thank God, because sometimes I feel like TR is not. No, that's such a good point. But it's also funny because to get TR to go to Pine Knot, she had to say that there was no Secret Service and that it was like a totally off the grid situation so he could relax. And there were Secret Service. And I'm like, oh my God, they were probably just like dressed up like trees, like Tree Man, like in the back. Like, you know, like, and (laughs) like TR would try and hunt and like hear like a wrestling, you know, and like they just had to know the Secret Service. Right. So they, they had to kind of pretend like it was way off the grid. And meanwhile, Edith was making sure that her husband was, like, very well taken care of, which yeah. is which is great. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, something else that she does that's really, really cool um, is that she, in um, expanding the – she also expands um, sort of the dining area so she can host these, like, really big parties. Ooh. And she preserves and um, she orders this really uh, – of course, because all the women do. She orders this really fancy china. Oh. Um, but it's like porcelain. It's beautiful. You can see a picture of it. There's like blue with like palm trees on it. It's gorgeous. Um, it's called Wood Woodward China or something. But she um, she gets that China, and then it's also uh, we know Caroline Harrison, who just a few presidents ago mm-hmm. had her China cla- painting classes, yeah. and so she displays all the China from all oh, the women, cool. which I have to imagine we could still see today because. Yeah. It seems like every administration is kind of either creating. I mean, not everyone, but like some, like Hillary Clinton would like choose right, different yeah. chinas to use. She didn't have to get her own, but like we know that like um, Reagan, they they got new china and things like that. Um, she also displays portraits of the first ladies, <gasps> oh, which right. is really Go great eat. because she thought it was really really important that um, the people know as they are kind of touring the White House that the first ladies have a lot to do with American history, and yeah. it's kind of cool like she was she was she kind of it sounds like and it feels like to me she sort of like made the white house into like a tourist attraction you know what i mean like she kind of like upped the game a little bit so that people would like want to want to be there right and she you know clearly separated the residents from the working part of it or like where the public could go which i think is good and you know maybe she again saw ahead of her time here yeah she also um puts a huge garden on the east side oh, fun. Yeah. okay i love that i know um yeah so then sadly though i was just gonna say what? tr dies kind of oh early. yeah i was just gonna say i also want to note that she was not into his bull moose run party no oh yes 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 yes, yes, yes yes which i assume is because she was conservative and you know tr was cosplaying as bernie sanders yes before bernie sanders was a thing um, so yeah, she was not into that. She was like, um, you know, let's not do this again. And then he, there was an assassination attempt. I mean, just like, like really leaning into the fears of her, yeah. her, you know, psyche here. Yeah. Um, so she was super chill when he lost, like she consoled him, but she was secretly like, yes. You yeah, know, she was like, yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. And then they traveled a bunch. They went to like Brazil. They went to, um, they helped out with the world war, mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
it said they contributed to the home front. I don't really know what that means, but yeah, you know, help soldiers, whatever they did. But they, you know, they still remained in public life, obviously, because the Roosevelts are the Roosevelts. But that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So what happened when Tira dies? So he dies in 1919, and it's really quite early. Um, and she uh, doesn't go to the funeral. She um, is maybe similar to her husband. Is not interested in those big well at least not interested in having those big feelings around the public you yeah know, it's always interesting like we've had a number of these women have had to deal with the death of their president or ex-president husbands yeah and some of them can handle it um publicly and some of them would rather handle it privately so it's it's completely uh everybody's own you know decision but she decides um to go to italy and she goes to italy and she lives there um for two months <gasps> That's fun. And she kind of does, like, maybe, like, sort of, like, an eat, pray, love moment. And <laughs> yeah. then um, comes well, back, and she dies when she's 87 in Sagamore Hill. Yeah. She's yeah. buried next to her husband in the Young's Memorial Cemetery, which we broke into. Which we broke into and saw. We saw it. It was yeah. great. Um, b- before she died, I just want to know, she um, did not, again, was with Alice, did mm. not want FDR to win. Uh, she was very against... Well, she was really didn't like Eleanor. Yeah. So she... I hated Eleanor. She called her an ugly Dublin. Which is just awful. Um, yeah, I mean, I just cannot wait to get to Eleanor and FDR. But, um, yeah, so then she dies and she just, you know, lives, lived, I think she lived a good life. I mean, yeah, I think that she was, it's kind of cool because she was able to, you know, she was a, she was a rich white woman. So, like, yeah. okay, that's, you know, you you are, you're starting on second, as my dad always says, <laughs> yeah. you know, really starting on second. Um, but... She was able to kind of compromise with her husband and with her family in making their lives, like, somewhat not completely, uh, you know, the, the, like, she was able to compromise and, and yeah. find moments in Sagamore Hill to be, like, cozy and away from the public. And yeah. ha- find moments where she would throw these really big parties and she was able to kind of, like, almost have both mm-hmm. um, in, in some way. So I'm, like, happy for her because... She she didn't like resent her husband, but at the same time she didn't like make it like f- like fake it fake it. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't. Do you have advice for Edith? Advice for Edith. Um, I mean, maybe be a little kinder to Eleanor. <laughs> yeah, that's such I good advice. With that. I know. Um, you know, maybe we'll find out more when we uh, learn about Eleanor. But um, oh well, we know. You know what we did learn? We did learn that. Um, that uh, Edith's father was an alcoholic. Oh, right, right. And right. she and she was really um, was felt very unsafe, and so she ended up moving out of her parents' house when she was like like or you know went to a boarding school or something. And yeah. we also know that Elliot Roosevelt, who was Eleanor's father, was also an alcoholic. So I wonder if there was just like some trauma there where she was yeah, like, "You're just, the result of like like it, yeah." I don't know. I would hope. I mean, yeah. I, I not that I, I'm, I'm not traumas, giving her benefit of the doubt, but I don't know. I would hope that because that I mean they kind of could relate on that front. Like, it's why so wouldn't true. she be kinder to Eleanor? I know. Eleanor had a bad relationship with her parents. Like I know, did. but you so know, true. People are complicated, and Edith, even back in the 1880s, yes. people. Are I guess that's what I would, my advice for Edith, though, is, like, yeah, maybe a little more empathy. Yeah. 
because I don't know how she, you know, and, and again, it's a hard job. It's such a hard job. And I think that she did the best that she, they, all these women do mm-hmm. the best that they can with it. But yeah, I think that the ones that we end up sort of feeling like have a lasting impact are ones that are, can be empaths for their family and also the country yeah. and the people in their lives. And, you know, Edith was like, was like, okay, everybody else is like, you know, I, I, my my version is going to be better, and that's right. um, that's my version. Yeah. So, but I meant, you know, she was a very devoted wife. She was a very devoted mother, and I think she was honestly a very devoted first lady. And I'm, yeah. I, I think she 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 crushed it in a lot of ways. And also, thank you for hanging up those pictures because we had the portraits of the men, but yeah, obviously the portraits of the first lady right. should be hanging up. I mean, just always second, always second thought. It's ridiculous. Thought. It's not ridiculous. for us, though. For you no, and me. No, obviously not Never. for Clovis Forever. That's all I think about this Clovis Forever. <sighs> oh my gosh, this trilogy. Honestly, I want to go back and re-listen to, like, the whole trilogy. It's yes. epic. I feel oh, like yeah. I'm, like, I feel like I'm finishing a book or something. <laughs> this is amazing. But I hope listeners feel that way. I know. We love you guys. Um, it's, like, you know, end of the summer, so yeah. stay cool. Stay um, cool. Get vaccinated. <laughs> Yeah, all of our like wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay hydrated. Huge. This fall is going to be really good for Flotus Forever. We are getting into some good, good periods of time here. Not that they're not all great, but this is we're really excited about what's coming up. My mom's excited because she knows these. Finally, 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 Susan will listen. Get into it. Also, shout out to listeners that we have in Finland. (gasps) Yes, we were one of the top. We were the top. The history podcast in Finland the other day. So thank you. We appreciate you. We see you. We love you. Yeah, we'll come visit. First live show is going to be in Finland. I know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let us. Someone. Anyone know have a connection to the White House tour? Like, let us in. Oh my god, we have to go. We have to interview the security guard. (laughs) Fall in DC must be so nice. It's gonna be so beautiful. All right, we're gonna take a little trip. Our wings have. Claire has. There's two cars. There's two cars now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Yeah. And we uh, our wings have been unclipped. (laughs) They are. We can go anywhere we want now. (laughs) Don't hold us down. Oh, we love you guys. Have a wonderful day.